Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast. We decided that uh, me, Devin, Stephanie, and Charmaine have all watched Abducted in Plain Sight. And so we're doing a quick cold opening because we just want to jump right into this ridiculousness. Um, but Abducted in Plain Sight is a documentary you can find on Netflix. Uh, the twisting, turning, stranger than fiction true story of the Brobergs, a naive church-going Idaho family that fell under the spell of a sociopathic neighbor with designs on their 12-year-old daughter. Uh, yeah, so I said that I got everybody together because I said I need to talk about this. And Charmaine <laughs> and Stephanie had not seen it yet when I was saying this, and so me and Devin had already watched it. So now that you two have seen the film, uh, I'll start with you, Stephanie, since you haven't been on in a while. And I miss you. And it's all my fault with Black Panther. I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, Black Lightning. I don't want to mm. disparage Black Panther. Okay. By calling so, it Black so Lightning. I don't know about Black Lightning. That shit is blowing me. Hi, <laughs> guys. This is drunk, Stephanie. I have three glasses of wine on me. So three glasses. Live shit. Come through. It's like, well, it's, it's going to be live as shit. At first, she wasn't sure, though. At first, she I was wasn't. like, I, I think was like, it was is four. It three? Is it four? Oh, wait, no. Sorry. <laughs> this is the third one. She you lucky I'm not about to pour some more wine. Why but not? Black Lightning is killing me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to hold on. I'm like, I don't see how y'all watch these CW shows because I'd have quit by now. I'm like, y'all are brave. You want to know this- where I still am? Where? Episode I'm still season one, episode two. I can't <laughs> go that far in. See, you're <laughs> missing. Season one actually got good. This shit that's happening now, season two, is... Like, oh, what mm-hmm. is this? Lucky like, me. Oh. I'm, I'm going to try to push through, but goddamn, people. But I will say the silver light, the silver lining is the music. <laughs> oh, yeah, the music is kind of goes. So, like, yeah, sure. That's what's keeping me. So, anyway, for Abducted in Plain Sight, I was beside myself with confusion. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I'm sorry, y'all are saying this out loud? And you don't realize how fucked up this sounds? Mm-hmm. How naive does not begin to capture? I'm sorry. I don't like calling people stupid. I'm like, you're stupid as hell. They were stupid as hell. Okay. Like, what? Like, what? I, I had to pause this. I never talked to the TV so much ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, but he said, and you know, and he's a grown ass, and what? And I paused it, what? and I walked into the other room, and I had a whole conversation with my husband while he was sitting there trying to grade someone's papers or whatever, and then I come back out, and I'm trying to watch it again, and I try to go back in there, and he had to kick me out the room, because he's like, I'm trying to work. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot understand how a family would allow a grown ass man they're not related to, to have that much access to their child. Yeah, so... It was like... Okay. No, good. Good stuff. I was very confused about one... I think a lot of it has to do with the time frame. Because at first, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. And then I'm looking at who it is. I'm like, oh, wait, she's still alive. Oh, good. Yeah. He didn't kill her. Same That's why I was like, what? Oh, she... Wait, you still alive? The Listen. only person I felt bad for in this whole entire documentary was Jane. That's it. Yeah, I, she's the only one. It's like, you're, you're the child in this. Your parents are stupid as hell. Stupid right. as fuck. So, I mean, you feel bad for the level of brainwashing that happened to her. And you're just like, but I mean, you still at times are yeah, like, but like, couldn't just you her, it though. She it's was just her. That shit, like, I don't, I can't. I, <laughs> Aliens, what the hell? Okay, here's well, the see, thing. 
part of this has to do with the Mormon faith too. Correct. Because mm-hmm. I right. lived in Arizona and I worked with uh, some people who were Mormons. And the the thing that I realized from living there and living around that is that even more than other religions, even more than like general Christianity or like Baptist or any of those other ones, Jewish, even more than any of these other ones, the Mormon faith like keeps their kids in a shelter environment to a point that they're not aware of so many things that are going on in the world. So things that other kids will pick up on as being weird and stuff, they, they just don't pick up on it. They're not allowed to watch certain things on TV. They don't discuss things with their parents, like, at all. It, like, not even a, It's not even, like, the thing, like, in the black church would be like, you don't get to have sex, you don't talk to boys. It's not even that. It's like it. they act like it doesn't even exist. Like, it's just this thing that does not exist. And so right. when you hear this story, it's so much of, like, not just her, but her parents were in such an environment where they were just – and it's like you read some of these stories, like you read about serial killers and sometimes and you can see how they brainwash people. But when you watch this, you're just like, he didn't even do that As much. Adults. He really he did. didn't. He didn't have that to do much like, at all. Huh. So that's why like, I, 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 I watched the movie. Think, I mean, I watched the documentary thinking like, uh, did they really pass their kid off? Because at the same time, like, everybody seems real culpable in this situation. Like, everybody... Seemed like they, they were they were cool with it, and then they're shocked. They're like, "Oh my God, he did what with our daughter?" And then they didn't really seem really phased by it because they still stayed in contact with him. Like he wasn't a bad guy after. Right. That kind of got me where they were just like, "Oh, yeah," and you know they went off, and you know if they're just not back by Sunday, then something's wrong, ma'am. That's five days from now. Well, even before that. She's over there. He's coming to their house all the time. All oh the time. They're just hanging out. Clearly, um, clearly, uh, Mary is in love with him. Like, it, it was very clear to me that Mary Broberg was in love with uh, Bob Birchstone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so she's in love with him. He's sweet talking her. Meanwhile, Bob Broberg is in love. And he, both of them, I think both of them are in love with him. I think. Um. Can we talk about him being bisexual? Because it's like he didn't want to face it, and it was just weird. Bisexual? I mean, I'm not trying to do the bisexual erasure thing, but at one point, Mary says, like, Bob doesn't do anything with me. Like, doesn't kiss me, doesn't doesn't Mm. do, doesn't hug, like, nothing. Like, nothing. Right. And so, at the minimum, he's bisexual. And... That's what I'm saying, at the minimum. And he doesn't, but he doesn't want, he's like, it was so interesting. And so there's a point in this film, I mean, this documentary, where he's like, he's riding with Bob Burstow, with Burstow, we'll call him Burstow. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, man, I haven't, you know, you know, Gail, she's not really giving it up to me. And, you know, I'm kind of, kind of backed up. And then. Bob Broberg's like, yeah, I, I get it. He's like, and then Bert stole the the pedophile's like, you know, it'd be real nice right now if you could help me release some of this tension. <laughs> and and Bob was basically like, uh, okay. And so they, I, I feel like you have to be at least some sort of person who is even close to that 
to be like, oh, okay, I'll jerk you off. I, wait, what? I, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. Man, I feel like we're gonna be trash about talking about him, mostly <laughs> because I'm just sitting here like. I mean, he's trash. I don't have any. I have no qualms about talking about him, because here's the thing with that. Didn't that happen after? I could have swore that happened after the abduction. The first Maybe abduction. Correct. It happened after. It that happened. was after the first abduction. I'm almost completely sure. Because like, he was talking about my wife don't do this for me, and I got all this backup and. He's like, well, I just helped him. Um, so, do you believe that he just gave him a hand job? I, I don't believe. There's it. no way in hell he just gave him a hand job. I, don't I feel that. like he probably put he probably slobbed the nub. I'm part of me felt that, but I'm like, I can see him just going like that far. The way he's like, I did the most terrible thing in my marriage. They I had feel sex. like jerking a guy off is not the worst thing. No, they had sex. That's why I was like. What else did you do? Some form of sex happened. There, there's no ands, ifs, buts about it. Some form of sex Not happened. especially if, you know, he said, I will tell them what we did. I'm like Exactly. Mm, By the way, Charmaine dropped do? out. She'll be back on in a second. Okay. Her internet dropped out. But, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting because he... Okay, so we got to take some steps back. So, basically, this happened in 1974. Jan was 12 years old. And Bob Burstow Burstow said she was gonna take Jan to like ride horses or something, and then she didn't come back. And then two days, three days passed, and Jan's parents are like, "Oh, I wonder what's going on." And they wait like a whole week and a half before they call anybody. The FBI gets on the case. The FBI, listen, the most the most frustrated dude and that person in that whole documentary. Ah, that's the other person him. I felt bad for. He was so pissed. The FBI like- guy. He's like, these motherfucking parents, man. I tried to tell them to stay away from this dude, and they don't listen. He was so funny. It's like It was like unintentionally funny. Because I'm looking at him, and he's just like, they're wasting our time. They're wasting our man hours for y'all to just sign these affidavits. I'm like, so, I and also the wife, where she's like, he just grazed my breast, and that's all that happened. I'm like, girl... Where he put his lips at? Just tell me where he put his lips at. Just at that, that point, yeah. Like, she listen. All this makes no sense to me because it's like it's like y'all are bad at this. Y'all are bad at lying. That's what I'm thinking. Y'all the bad FBI at lying. comes in. They find Burstone in Mexico, and they find out that they that he and Jan got married in Mexico. First of all, how fucked up is Mexico? You can just marry a twelve year old. And then I thought, well, that shit still happens today. Well, not with 12-year-olds, but with, like, 15-year-olds. There's states where 15-year-olds and stuff get married. And I'm like, so they come back, and he's basically like, he wants to come back. And so he and Gail, this is how I know Gail's trash, Burstow's wife. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and his brother, by the way, is trash, too. I'm back. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome. We weren't <laughs> tacticking you out. I know. I got all red light. Bisexual. Boom. Out. He said, he goes, he's like, listen, I'm not trying to do bisexual eraser. Erase the bisexual. And I'm like, oh. I I honestly want to hear your thoughts on that. Because I said that for me, that's the, that's like the bar is the floor. So that's the floor on the husband. Because I'm like, that don't make no sense where I'm like, 
Um, I, this is also 1974, as if bisexuals weren't around then. So I'm like, why didn't you? I hate, I hate they are bad at lying. I'm like, the wife and the husband. Y'all bad at lying because something else happened with B. Because y'all I kept mean, calling him Billy, not Bob. Yeah, I think, so he reads to me, the, the dad reads to me as gay. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, I, I'm also thinking in terms of the time period and the religion that he would marry a woman and be committed and feel strong in his commitment even enough to be really emotional when he breaks his commitment. But, but here's, and you know, like I'm bisexual. So to, to try to be up here and be like, he can't be bisexual. He totally can be, but he reads for me as gay based off of a lot of the things he said. Yes. And the fact that he was so, cause here's the thing. That shit went down with the the whole blowjob or not blowjob the handjob in the car thing on a leisurely drive boring. between right. two. We're not fellas. sure if it was a blowjob. I feel it like he, I think it was no. a handjob. He said masturbation. No, he said he said, said handjob. He said, uh, but it was like mm, not the way he was crying, they, and also the fact that they signed those affidavits so quick. I'm like right. just for a handjob. If they mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but here's my thing: is I stopped. I'm I'm yelling at the TV. I finally put pause. I walk into the other room with my husband and I go, at, 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 tell me what thing would convince you, a straight man, on a leisurely drive with your friend on a lunch break to <laughs> get, give or get a hand job from a fellow dude? You know, and he, and, he, and so my that's not involved daughter. gunpoint. That's not that's, involving you know, gunpoint. Like, right, like, what, 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 how charming a motherfucker gotta be for you to be willing in your straightness to be like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a hand job. You know, and he, I mean, my husband's a jokester, so he gave me a whole laundry list of things that would have possibly been <laughs> like, but, you know, and like, but but when we get, really get down to it, it's like that's a very difficult time to be gay. Sure, <laughs> that's a very difficult time to be bisexual. Sure, sure, sure. Plus, you're a super duper naive religion things like that. Okay, fine. But that dude, there is nothing, there is nothing that could convince me to do anything sexual to a person I don't want to do, exactly. regardless of my sexuality, Especially counter to my sexuality. How do you jump to that? Like, how, like, the thing that stood out for me with that is, I, oh, okay, how, okay, you're having the conversation, no, that part's fine, like, that part's fine, like, two friends are like, yeah, man, like, I, like you know, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of men out there who are like, they get with their other male friends or family members, and they just be like, "Yeah, I haven't had sex with my wife in a long time." Like, I'm pretty sure that's the stand. That's a conversation that happens all the time. Sure. But how do you go from that to I'm backed up to you need to release me? Like, yeah. it's exactly the point my husband made. He's like, "You can't jack your own self off." Like, yeah, that right. It's against what? the religion. The religion frowns upon that, so that's why. No, no, no. Burstow no, wasn't. No, no. On a dude jacking him off no, too. B wasn't religious, right? No, Bob was religious, but the pedophile dude Burstow, he wasn't religious. In right. fact, in the writing, in the letters and stuff that he was writing and making Jan write, that's what he was saying was things like the religious, the reason why we can't be together, and it's so outdated, and blah 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 blah. He didn't believe in any of that stuff, so he he created this environment where like. He basically made Bob and Jan and Mary fall in love with him, and because they were so madly in love with him, they basically allowed him to abuse their daughter for years. years. 
yeah. for years. Okay, I have a question because I needed this point clarified and I, I can't figure it out. After the first abduction, they do the rape kit on her or whatever, and mm-hmm. they say that her hymen's not broken and there's no evidence of sexual mm-hmm. uh, misconduct. They, I think they specifically said sexual misconduct versus no evidence of having had sex. That. Mm-hmm. Right, but it it read like the mom thought. Oh, good, that means he didn't have sex with that her. That is what she thought. That's okay. exactly what she thought. So Jan was saying that he would just like stick his tip in like, to make uh, sure, yeah, like an inch in or something, right? To make sure he doesn't uh, break the hymen. And so she, of course, na- naive, quote unquote, is like, oh, she wasn't sexually assaulted. And because Jan, because uh, B told her not to say any of those things happened. Yeah. That he he instructed her not to say anything happened, like sexually yeah. of any sort. Yeah. Of and any so sort. when she got back, she was like, "No, none of that happened." And then when they took the rape kit, and then they said that she just assumed, "Oh, nothing happened." But even still, right? Even still, that's still she still. still took your daughter, bro. Yeah, and, and there's ways to be assaulted that aren't necessarily penetrative. And yes. Like your hymen doesn't always break on penetration. My hymen broke when I fell as a kid once like I and I had a, a a you know I had panties full of blood after it or whatever and there was this little material of some sort and I didn't know why if I fell that's what happened the doctor said oh yeah your hymen broke I was like nine mm-hmm. so, yeah. so y- the sex part doesn't matter like I, I I imagine I what I took from it was that you know her also being so young perhaps size you know size wise Going in just an inch was painful enough for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't break anything. But it wouldn't break anything. You know, it's not far enough. I'm I'm curious about what is the pleasure for him. Like, it doesn't seem to be, even though most of her their exchanges become sexual after that, it also, in this weird way, doesn't seem to be a sexual conquest on his part. It really, not like, the all. way he talked, it was like it really was. And, you know, okay, fine. Then we're talking about right. his mental health or whatever. No, he's but, a whole pedophile. Right. <laughs> and this thought, is this whole weird talented Mr. Ripley thing where you're like seducing the mom and seducing the husband and then but doing all this because you love the kid? I'm the like, kid? what, the, kinda, what crazy. the hell is this? And the parents did, in, in real talk, first of all, Jan, Mary's trash because she ended up writing a book about this. Not Mary Jan. made the me mom. Mary, like, Mary made me so and in angry. Mary's book, she left out all the shit that she did. All the everything that her and Bob, her and Bob had involved with this was left out of the book. That was told mm-hmm. in the documentary. That wasn't in her book. Mm-hmm. Also, their whole their whole thing for letting this shit happen was based out of their own self preservation. Within their community, yeah. they uh-huh. they let all this shit slide because they didn't want. First of all, they didn't want. They were already having issues as a, as a couple, and they didn't want to go through divorce proceedings because it looked bad in the community. The and then yeah. the the kids were like, "We're gonna get teased because our parents are going through divorce, not because your daughter got. They let your daughter, your sister get abducted, abducted and assaulted, abducted. but because they're getting divorced. They also didn't want people to know that these things were happening." Because again of the church, church yeah. so it was it was all tied into this this thing, and not just the church per se, but just the community in general. They were in one of those small towns in the middle mm-hmm. of Idaho where everybody knows everybody's business, and they were worried about people knowing their business. Not even even this, the, just the church sense. This mm-hmm. common theme of like people who 
like allow their daughters to be um, molested and raped based off of, you know, the look of things or whatever, it drives me fucking crazy. The church, a year prior to the, the first abduction, right? It, they said it was about a year. The church had counseled him on another little girl that he had been caught with, mm-hmm. and they had acknowledged that he had had sex with that child. Mm-hmm. Again, they said we, he had had sex with her. Stop saying that. <laughs> like, that That's implies the part consent. That got me about this whole documentary is that you didn't find out about the other girls until the end. I'm like, not that I was naive to think that she was Jan the was the only, only girl. Yeah. Sure. She wasn't the first one nor the last. But the fact that there were other women that came forward because of the book, it was like, what the hell? How many other little girls did he, one, finesse their parents or, mm-hmm. you know, seduce their parents with, I'm so backed up. Can you help me? Sir, if right. you don't get some Jergens and some Kleenex and leave you know me the hell saying? alone. I mean, there's so many things that were problematic to me. With, for the father, my feelings for him was just that that he's a he's a homosexual man in a a very rough time to be gay, also a very restrictive religion. You know, he's trying to do right by his religion by being committed to this woman, but he's allowed this opportunity that just fell into his lap. Um, you know, basically to exercise some of those homosexual fantasies or whatever. And, um, and so he's just like useless because he's struggling with his own demons. Then you got the mom who seems way culpable. Like why were the parents not prosecuted in some kind of way for allowing them to have that? That Exactly what I said. They Mm -hmm. let that man sleep in their daughter's bedroom four days a week, four months because of his um, therapy. therapy, and then when the unquote. yeah therapy that's my fingers were going at the time, and then <laughs> and then when he gives when B gives Bob or the dad's name Bob too, yeah yeah Bill I thought it's his name Bob no, his name's Bob it's Bob because oh. B is Robert yeah B Robert. is Robert oh, okay. first, so first when though. when B tells the dad hey um this is my therapist says I need to do this meanwhile the the dude has three daughters. I don't understand why he can't sleep in a bed with his own daughters, but okay, fine. You get to sleep in your neighbor's daughters. All right. Um, and he says, you can talk to my doctor. And he goes, no, no, I trust you. Mm-mm, no. Very why? Why? I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust. I, I mean, I don't have kids, but I just, I want to say I wouldn't trust any body sleeping any adult person sleeping no. in the bed with my child Mm-mm. i mean and yet i grew up in a family where like sometimes we did share beds with our aunts and uncles if we all were on a family trip or whatever but like not no none of that shit went down like it wasn't that it was but it's a, it's a lot of kids around it's not just you there's and, a lot of kids around yeah. let's everybody pick a bed and stuff like that but in this case because this is not even a relative not that it couldn't have happened if it was but that it's not even a relative you're gonna let a grown-ass strange man sleep in your bed when he has three daughters of his own. Mm-hmm. And I also found as bad as Bob was, I found Mary to be even worse because there's mm. this one point after she was abducted when she was brought back and Bob was basically on the like, nah, you know, he's never seen be again, like to get this dude right. out of our life. And B's basically like, yeah, let Mary come over here or I'm going to expose I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody that your husband gave me a hand job, and then she goes, okay, and she goes, 
Bob's not going to like that. He's going to really hate that I do this. Like, no shit. You're sending your daughter back to your abuser because you don't want the world to know that your husband may be gay. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what? Like, that was so crazy to me. And and so she sends them back. And then what happens? They get abducted again. And she, and, and then at leave. that time, they go two weeks before they tell the authorities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you go this many days? Also, what the fuck is the wife's deal? Gail, where the fuck are you, Gail? Are you not curious? <laughs> what is I happening? I noticed that she's really not in this Not in any of the story. I love that, though. And I'm like, is she still alive? She I'm like, where business. is she? And they, like, nope. you leave me the fuck they alone, say Gail. to her, oh, we didn't want to disturb Gail, even though her husband is missing for five days also. On the first abduction, we don't we don't want to disturb Gail. We don't want her to worry. Goddamn, she needs to be worried. Her husband is also gone. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I do not understand these people. And it was she, so but she was she was the person who asked the um the Brobergs not to press charges, and then but they see, that's didn't do it. Why I wanted to hear from her because what if she's one of those abused wives who just fall in line? That's possible. She, possible. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Is she? A, does she mm. fall in love because she's abused? Is she that fucking naive also because she's a, a Mormon? Or is she... Yeah, but no. But here's cult? the thing. After Jan got returned, if you remember, like two days after, Gail was over their house just kicking the kicking, shit. Yeah. Playing bridge and shit. Know. And I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to blame the wife for the husband's sins, but nigga, your, your husband just abducted my daughter. Like why exactly. are you why are you over here just having small talk? We're not cool. We're not cool. <laughs> yeah, we not cool. Do that. Y'all just answering the phone like, "Hey, B, the fuck?" Right? Were those calls like, not the creepiest what? fucking things? Like, it's "Hey, like, B, why I'm are you talking my daughter to him?" Shit, but, oh, and then when he says, "Oh, you know, she's living hard, like she might be prostituting herself," and then Mary goes, "Oh gosh." Yeah. Oh gosh. Like, what are That's you talking it. about? And, oh my god! And then she went. Oh, and wow. She she according to her own story, she didn't have sex with B before the first abduction. But she decided after he abducted your daughter that now's the time for me to go have sex with you. That's right? Like, he's a smooth talker, you you know, like. are the reverse of Tunnel Buddies with your daughter now. <laughs> what? Wait, what it, you say Tunnel Buddies? Tunnel Buddies. Yeah, it's like when two dudes fuck the same girl. They're oh, buddies. so instead of Eskimo brothers, they're tunnel buddies. Yeah, that's just another. Oh. I don't know what the reverse term for it when two two tunnels have shared the same whatever. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the reverse term oh, would be. No, I oh, I don't. Wait, now I don't know either. <laughs> also, the thing with Birchstone is the whole thing that when Jan got like sixteen, he was done with her. Which tells that he's a whole young he's child a pedophile. Whole ass oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is weird that he would be the one to cap it at the sixteen. Where like you have to have this baby by sixteen, or excuse me, the aliens. Um, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. So the aliens <laughs> thing—that is the only thing. And I'm just like, I don't even want to. I don't want to be the person that ever blames a child. But I'm just like, I remember being twelve years old, and no point. I'm still into aliens. And I think aliens are real. I wouldn't mm-hmm. believe that story. Yeah, there, like, at no point would I believe that story. That I mean, story. That's where diabolical. Come from. First off, to have that planned out of a situation, to to even try to convince a kid, like you could see a really naive kid, like Long Beach Charmaine wouldn't have fallen for that shit. That's for damn sure. But <laughs> maybe, I, 
Idaho Charmaine might have. I have no idea. Oh, but this girl sees this thing, and everything is telling her that this is going down. And all she has to do is speak to one person. If she could just tell one person, hopefully that shit blows open for her. But mm-hmm. no. And then she gets... Like, this killed me when she says what finally made her realize it might not be true was that she turned 16, her other sister didn't go blind, and her other sister didn't get abducted. That's the clincher. So she she went from 12 to 16, and at no point did she ever think, is this true? Mm -hmm. That religion is... Powerful. Super problematic if you're raising your kids to be that naive that they become complicit in their own assault. Yeah. Yeah, that like, was whew. that was that was really bad. And then the good thing, uh, the one good thing of this film is at the end they show Jan is basically out here doing tours, talking to people about how to be better. Now the thing I can I can, I, I want to know that they didn't really explore is. What was the process for her forgiving her parents? Because she's basically like, I forgive Feminism. them. They were brainwashed. And I'm just like, yeah, brainwashed is one thing. But they were actively looking out for their own self-interest at the expense of your childhood. Like, that is fucked up at the highest degree. Like, I don't think I could ever get past that. Like, I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I could. And the interesting thing is that at no point in this film do you see, like, the whole family together. No, no. They're, they're all in separate shots. Oh. There's only one photograph where you see them all photographed together. But you're right. They're never together. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. I don't know how. That's what, about. She, she's talking about how she forgives her parents and that she doesn't blame them. But I'm just like, not, the they're not movie. more to blame than B, obviously. But mm-hmm. they're right there. Like, this situation, like, some abductions and things like that can't be avoided. It's just a, a horrible human being who does something. What happened yeah. to Jan Broberg could absolutely have been oh, avoided. Oh, without question. Could have mm-hmm. absolutely been avoided with good parenting. And just, and even, the craziest thing was, okay, before we get out of here, because um, I know stuff's got to go, so do we do. Um her his brother was basically like Stacy Kelly from um the R. Kelly uh Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Can we talk about him? Because I wanted to punch him right in his fucking face. He let that man first of all, this is what's so weird. He's like, Yeah, uh B's always uh had a thing for the little girls. That's just his thing. <laughs> I'm like, just you know, he's on camera with a straight face. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. He got his arms like, crossed and he's like, <laughs> you know? He's always like the red kid. Why are you acting like he's saying Nobody like he's just like redheads? I was like, these are children. But then when he was in Mexico, he's the one that snitched on B to the FBI to get the FBI to tap his he phone was calls. In Mexico. Like, but fine. then when he got back, he brought that dude down to his uh to his, his town and gave him a job at his own damn uh, a car dealership. It doesn't make sense. I wonder if that was about maybe in a weird way looking after him. No, fuck that. Could that no, because it? then when he abducted her the second time, he was the guy that was like being the barter between the fucking B and the family. And the family. Because they're like, yeah, did. Yeah, he's going to call it. I'm like, why are you the go-between between this family? Why aren't you saying anything? 
He it's is. Like, why are you yeah. like? Why are you arranging for her parents to talk to him? Why are you doing all of this? Because he's your brother. Fuck that. I mean, I don't get it. Like, there's some weird family shit that happens where some people are just like, "Yeah, it's cool. Go ahead and rape these little girls. We'll just, uh, we'll just keep covering up for you." But I don't understand. Like, it, also, do you remember when the when the um the biker gang was out there protecting uh Mary and Jan during their their uh, speaking mm-hmm. engagements? Yeah. And then um, he runs over, uh, B runs over one of them or whatever. And the way that the <laughs> brother is describing it is like, you know, one of these biker dudes jumps on B's car and B holds the car fast. So he falls, he falls off and then he rolls over him. And he's like, <laughs> like, it's like, what? Your brother is the baddie in this case. How do you not know that your brother your is brother the baddie? Your brother is wrong. I'm like, you, you do realize he's the, he's the wrong party here. He's the villain. You're yeah. talking about him like he's just innocent and it's like just circumstantial. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no. The fact that he concocted this whole alien story, that is not a victim and that's not someone who just happens. No, he planned all of this. He it's went after the parents. Brilliant, it's like... If you know anything about... Very Polish. elaborate. It's brilliant because so Mormons don't believe in the immaculate conception the way regular Christians believe. What they believe is that God came down and had celestial sex with Mary um, and that it was permissible by Joseph. Um, Yes. And and uh, and so so when when the little girl when Jan says that as a little girl, I've been hearing this Christmas story my whole life that like Joseph was the stepdad, but but he like still loved Jesus and took care of him. And that I'm now I'm viewing my dad like that, like that shit, like he, basically he just reimagined their version of the Jesus Christmas story and or, you know, origin story, basically. And and it 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 touched right into the heart of that naive little Mormon girl, like it was a brilliant strategy to confuse that child. Mm-hmm. How it lasted until she's sixteen is only—I can only give credit to that—to the continued like naivety that they give those kids. I grew uh, when I left Long Beach and moved back to Sacramento to live with my mom's family. There was a lot of Mormon kids that were around us then, and same because those kids get up at six o'clock in the morning. They go into a temple situation. They're, they're at church or Bible study every morning for like an hour before they even came to school. And um, they did weird stuff like they felt guilty if they wore black dirt when somebody died because they should have been wearing white. Like they have a whole bunch of really strange things that um, that just play into them being not curious enough to be protective of themselves. And then on top of that, they're not Mormon in Sacramento. They're not Mormon in... Right. In Phoenix, where I was, this family is Mormon in the middle of fucking Idaho. In a closed community, basically. So it's a closed community with nothing around you to be of contrary for you to even pick up, like, ancillary ideas about things. Because the whole world around you is this. And yeah. so you have this one guy who understands that and plays that plays to that in order to manipulate people. In order to be a pedophile with young girls is sickening, but also, I so to that uh, to that point I understand because you know Mary and Bob were probably brought up in that environment, which led to them being parents like that. So I can't get a hundred percent blame them, but at some point, 
as an adult, once you decide that you want to bring kids into this world, you have to become responsible for protecting your children from some of those things. And, right. and you can't protect your children from everything. And there's people, there's plenty of good parents, unfortunately, who have their ch- child, children sexually assaulted. You can't protect them from everything. But I said this before, this one they could have. And it's, it's a shame because when you're watching this, I don't even know if they get it. Like, I don't even know if Bob and Jan see how they messed up. I mean, I think they see it a little bit, but I think they blame it more on B. I agree with that. I think they do. I think they just feel stupid or silly, but that they don't feel culpable. Yeah, they don't feel culpable. And it is a miracle that their daughter was able to grow up and become the person that she seems to be. Like, to get past that, to be in a point where she wants to advocate for people who grew up like her. Like, Mm -hmm. her life could have totally went down a different path from that. Yeah. And and she fought through that. So, like, I saw some people like, I can't believe they're making money from that. And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe. Make money. I can't believe their parents are making money. But if Jan wants to make money off her own story after all the shit she's been through, yeah, I got no problem with that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's creepy that the, because I did think it was creepy that the mom wrote a book. Um, I think it's, I think the mom is way more of a problem than anything else. I don't know how you allow um, your daughter to be, you know, after she comes home after being kidnapped the first time and he married her in Mexico, mm-hmm. that you come back from that and end up having an affair with the dude. Well, like, even what is it? Is it, I'm trying shit. to protect my daughter by having an affair with you instead? Like, or you just excite me? And here's another thing. Why is it all these people out here being pedophiles and murderers and shit like that, that people keep saying are charming as fuck, and that, you know, they could they could convince you of everything, and they look as creepy as they look? <laughs> he fits the bill. He definitely feels the chest He's creepy as fuck. Yeah. He had a van and everything. He has a van. Like, when you see he the Ted Bundy thing... You can be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, no, that dude looked creepy to me the whole time, too. But to you, but a lot of people 70s. thought there was a whole thing on Twitter. Steph knows this. You, I mean, you probably saw it, too. There was a whole thing on Twitter where people yeah. were like, you know, I I'm know he was Ted wrong, Bundy. but Ted Bundy was fine as shit. Like, that was a whole thing out there. Like, oh, my God. That's, what the hell is wrong with people? I'm like, <laughs> He is a serial killer? Hey. What A good salesman is a good salesman. Well, know? here's the thing. I watch Love After Lockup. I seen some crazy shit. Again, a good salesman thing, is a listen, good salesman. If Beyonce turned out to be a serial killer, right? Ugh. If she turned out to be a serial killer, you're not going to be they like... They deserve it. People they aren't going to be like, you know, she was a serial killer, but... But she's also Beyonce. That means they deserved it. <laughs> like, that's exact. Not no, to say that to everybody. You totally must have did something. Because our queen would not just be cutting you up. <laughs> you deserve it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the beehive would definitely, like you know. I'm in the hive. I know. Like we don't, we don't, we don't take too kindly. Listen, to that. I see how I see how Nikki's people defend her. So I can't um, imagine. Don't you associate us with them because they are imagine. like delusional. <laughs> we have we have awards and kudos, <laughs> and they have a lace front wig and, and a deflated ass. I'm like, look. They will go to any length to defend Nikki. I'm like, can y'all, y'all know what? Show up to her shows. Damn. <laughs> That's real, though. 
like, um, why should they cancel a concert? Because y'all swarm on Twitter. Because you know Twitter's free. So people tend to Cardi. defend the creepiest people for be just because they're fine or whatever someone's perception of fineness is. But if someone does someone noble, there's some kind of a weird. There's no support for noble things. Like homeboy that they based Dog Day Afternoon on who robbed the bank because his his uh, trans girlfriend was needing surgery. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, not... no. Because they can't see themselves in that space. But he could have, yeah. No, I mean, no, right. like, it's, I mean, it's still fucked up, but it was more noble of a thing than fucking raping a 13-year-old. Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so the last thing that I want to talk about before we get out of here is, so even after the second time, uh, Birch Toe was just free for years, free. like 30 years, 30 years just mm-hmm. out here. Who knows what he did after he got quote unquote done with Jan? Sixteen right. cut off, so you know he had to get because the parents let they and that in any. So this is where I do blame Bob and Mary. Anything that happened to any other girl is a direct is on them. Is on them because the FBI. They can be fucked up in some ways, but from everything I understand with this, they were on this. They were ready to put this dude away. and But they needed the cooperation of Mary and Bob, and they would not do it. Yeah, and that cop, that FBI agent that was talking, the one with those creepy-ass ice eyes who looked like the villain from um, Lethal Weapon, he, <laughs> the first he was pissed. Like, you could see it. He was like, you know, for as much as he could have... You know, he was probably censored, but he looked like he had that. This These motherfuckers, after all we did, you know, he's like, I'm living in their house. I'm staying away from my own family trying to save this kid. And then they go and write that fucking affidavit and they uh, give their child access or give that man access to their child again. 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 You know, like he, he looked pissed. He looked like one of those people that was just like. I should have just taken the law into my own hands. They figured him out. They were like, oh, this dude's an amateur. He clearly bust a window from the inside. Not the, I mean, yeah. from the outside, not the inside, to make it look like it was this. And, like, they figured out where he was. They had a stakeout on his his um, mobile home or whatever in, in Utah or California, wherever the fuck he was. Like, they had all of this. All they needed was Mary and Bob's testimony. That's it. And it- he let them down. It's similar to it's so similar to the R. Kelly thing. It really is. Yeah. Because the R. Kelly trial, although some of the juries just hated black women, but on top of that, the girl said it wasn't her, and then her parents were like, "No, nah, that's not her." Well, because her parent, her dad is still playing baseball. Yeah, with her, R. Kelly. her dad's still playing baseball with her with He's R. Kelly. Still making money. So they basically let it off the hook and let him off the hook, and then it all ends up with Bob getting. What did he get caught up on? Some weapon charges, right? At the yeah, end? it was just some stupid weapons charges. And then he committed suicide. Like, and that's unsatisfying. Like, so unsatisfying. Very. I'm a Japanese. I believe and support suicide if that's the if that's somebody's way. I mean, I I understand when it's tragic, but I also understand like the honor in it because of my heritage. This is not an honorable death. This is a fucking cowardly ass death. You should have been punished. You should have been in prison and beat to death by other inmates because that's what they do to pedophiles in prison. Yes. That's how he should have died. 100%. Mm. Bob and Mary are still married. They were still married until Bob died like last year. They were still married. Oh, he did die. I didn't oh, catch that. Get out of here. So, yeah. Wow. 
So, Steph, Charmaine, Devin, any last thoughts about this documentary before we get out? Don't let people have access to your children. Don't let them sleep in the bed and take their underwear down. <laughs> take their underwear down. Oh, my gosh. But the thing about this, I don't think the parents knew that. So, I mean, that that's one thing I'm like, I don't think you're, you're, not kid. you're not sleeping in my kid's room. D- yeah. That's true. Just, you can just start but there. Don't I was convulsing, and then he room. took my underwear. He took my panties off. Wait. Mm-mm. Nah, no. How old were you? That's one thing like, you I'm going to say about my mom. My mom was not the best parent. She's kind of a garbage parent, but she, from as young as I can remember, was like, if a man touches you here, if a man touches you here, if you know, like if anybody does this or whatever, you come tell me, even if they say they'll kill me if you tell me, you tell me anyway. And so I always knew to be guarded like I knew that kind of stuff so I like I, I give her that credit I mean to be fair later on when something did happen to me I was too t- too scared to tell her but she, I had an awareness and a distrust it was just that you knew it was wrong you knew it was wrong right and I knew that you know I was able to once I could finally communicate about it when I was older and shit like that I understood the whole time it wasn't like this Jan because Jan you could see her go in and out of these weird emotional things of like the fond nostalgia of being in love to Mm -hmm. now realizing how twisted it is and how uncomfortable it is, but still having all these fond memories. Like, Oh, that just ripped your heart out. In the Vanity Fair uh, article, she must be in the Vanity Fair article. It says that like Bob was her benchmark for love was Jan's benchmark for love. So that's what love is to her. So it's kind of oh, fucked up that she uh, took that she away. She must have terrible relationships mm-hmm. as an adult woman now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was a sad story. It was also infuriating. Very. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I'm sorry to say, but it was funny at times. Oh no, I laughed. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, certainly. The the of, stuff with the dad was funny. Because you can't make that shit up. You just can't. You can't make that shit up. Yeah. It's like the Firefest doc. Like you can't make that shit up. At all. So, um, like, if a child wasn't harmed in the making of this tragedy, the things that happened between just the cu- the couple themselves. Yes. It's, it's like, funny. if that was the only story, it was just like this dude ch- charmed them into having an affair and all that kind of stuff. I would have been giggling my ass off the whole time. <laughs> the right. whole time. Yeah. Um, Steph, what do you have on Mocha Minutes coming up? So this week, uh, my episode drops tomorrow. I have Carrie D from Woke Mommy Chatter. So she joins me. And uh, I also have an episode of Ratchet Aunties and Uncles coming out later on this week. So I got two episodes dropping this week. I'm so jealous of stuff. I need to expand my guests. You do. I love my guests. I'm very excited. After these two episodes, I think I will finally be at 10,000 downloads. How many? What episode is this? It'll be 70. Yeah. 70. Yeah. Yes. That's nice, Stephanie. Congratulations That's on that. Good. Thank you. Yeah, what do <laughs> you got going on on uh, your network, Charmaine? A thousand shows. Uh, all my thousand shows. Okay, so Militantly Mixed. This week I have, um, as a continuation of my Black History Month episodes, I have a biracial black and white woman who is almost entirely white passing and her struggle to be seen in spaces because she did grow up knowing her black side, but sh- no one can see it. Okay, so uh, we can uncancel Charmaine now. She got yeah. I had like my okay. shit. It, it was a technical difficulty situation, but um, oh, did I tell you this? What ended up happening? Mm-mm. 
So I ended up saving three episodes for Black History Month, and they were all recorded in the same week. And that was the same week that there was an update on Ecamm. And I didn't check. Normally, I record my episodes. I check my file. I download it and put it into a folder. I did not do it this particular week. And that was the same week of that update. I'm pretty sure because the shit happened all around the same time. None of those episodes saved. Oh no! And I, it, one was an Olympian, you know, like I had, Damn. or something like that. Like I had a whole thing, so I'm rescheduling with them, or at least two of them, I'm rescheduling with. Um, so I had, to, but then at that point, I didn't realize I had burned off all of my black folk mixed black folk episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got a couple back. I got, um, and then next week is a uh, a mixed black and puerto rican yarn dyer in georgia and that one is going to take me forever to try to edit because we ended up talking for like three and a half hours what's a yarn dyer um, what's that what's that before I yarn go? like yarn to knit or to crochet so, so what do they do oh okay. she, di- she dyes it in different colors and oh, color wow. ways so that um but i i only try to or mostly try to support um specifically black women dyers versus just POC in general. Although occasionally if there's something out there that I really covet, I will go and buy it. But primarily I spend my yarn money in black uh, uh, women of color, black women of color, specifically dyers. If if you turn into militantly mixed next month and Charmaine has four men for women's history month, you know, we can put, put her back on the cancel no, list. I, 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 have, I have women for Women's Month, except okay. for the very last week, only because someone is dropping something. A, a, a recording artist is dropping something. So I gave, I'm going to give them uh, the 26, but the rest of the month is... Uh, is women so okay. so, so which basically same thing that happened half a big mic ended up being my first episode of february and then the rest of the episodes have been mixed black folks so that's I mean, been kicking off going february on. And like then, ralph northam yeah i mean it's so, <laughs> so rude uh and then on bird comics uh bird vision and i bird vision was on your show last He's week awesome. uh, I loved it. he and i are gonna do an alita review tomorrow oh and god so, i that, saw that movie if we have we, we can talk because i got feelings if you want to jump on tomorrow if you got time because i got some films i was filling stephanie in um earlier you today. said you recorded 6 30 6 30 yeah uh i get off at six so i might be able to do that yeah, right, jump on with this because yeah. I'll be. And then I got two new shows coming up. That one I'm not talking about yet because I need to Dang bank it. them. And one of them is about first time I ever. So we have different episodes on different first topics where someone is having a first time experience. So we got like a travel <clears throat> episode, a vandalism episode, okay. sex episode, stuff like that. So like, are these going to be an hour long? How long are you going to like this first time ever? Like the I'm first curious. time I ever are little clips or little segments. So like my travel episode is the one that it's almost complete. I just need a couple more stories where someone just jumped in and told me like the first time they ever solo piloted. And it's okay. like a five or seven minute story. And then another one was the first time a person ever did international travel on her own. Um, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so I got a bunch of different topics. I'm trying to collect the rest of them so I can I ha- can have the complete episodes before, um, like 10 complete episodes before I release. But hopefully that'll be out by June. Cool. Nice. And then so. sometime next week, us four and Mike are going to do our retro review of Street mm-hmm. Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Devin and I watched Street Fighter last night. We're about to watch Mortal Kombat after this recording. <laughs> 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 Stephanie and I are the real heroes because 
shit the same day, both movies yes. the same day. That was hard. So we were watching pro wrestling yesterday, so that's why we couldn't do both. Nigga, oh, did you okay. just say wrestling? Yeah, pro wrestling. wrestling. Pro wrestling. <laughs> we from the south. That's how we pronounce it here. Pro wrestling. <laughs> they gave my man Kofi some shots. See, this is one thing about pro wrestling. Side note: Every February, you know, a black dude wins a title or gets some big, uh-uh. like, gets some big, um, like, spotlight. And I and I said I was on Twitter yesterday, and, I, and somebody was like, "Blah blah blah, it's pandering." And I said, "Listen, we'll white people." And specifically, straight white men get pandered to all the time. Please, the time. please pander to me sometimes. Damn I'm right. okay with that. If you want to, if you want to put this man and give him the spotlight and give him all the cool spots and get the crowd chanting his name and making people want to see him, please, please do that. Yes, if if you there if that's a white man right now suing a, a STEM program training thing for young black girls, he is suing them because it excludes. White men. <laughs> it's for thirteen-year-old black girls to try to get them interested in STEM classes. Mm-hmm. That's what he is a sixty-year-old white man. Yeah, that's what's happening in the he's world being right excluded, now. Excluded, and it's not fair. He's being excluded. So we watched some good old wrestling. It was great too. Right. Like that, that was great. So I, I was not aware of that whole. They push somebody black in February. I was not aware. Oh of yeah, that. every every February, you you know, Bobby Lashley won the belt the first week in February. Our uh, truth one yeah. in February. <laughs> Every February, some black person wins a championship or gets like a, a a big spotlight, and I'm like, okay, no problem. And by the way, here's another weird thing. Not that you guys care, but this is such this thing is so fascinating to me. And this is not even like this is not even like your typical like white person thing. This is like what I'm about to say is like actually legit true. So like everyone knows Vince McMahon's like the person who runs WWE and WWF. Yeah. And they've had their issues with race, and he's also a crazy person with a number of different things. But people have, like, independent people have, have done research on this, and they all say this. And, and a bunch of people, black, white, of all races, who've worked for him and worked for WWE and that like him or don't like him anymore, talk, still talk to him or don't talk to him, they've all said this. Vince McMahon's legit hero is Martin Luther King. And not oh like, and, oh but listen, God. not like, not Martin Luther King, like, he read the I Have a Dream speech, and he, he likes him. Yeah. No, like, that is, like, his legit hero. Like, pictures in his house. Like, he, every year for Martin Luther King, every, <laughs> listen to this. So, Monday, Raw comes on Monday nights, right? And MLK Day is on Mondays. Every year for MLK Day, he opens the show with, like, a six, seven, eight-minute video <laughs> on Martin Luther King. And he, doesn't, and he doesn't just play the I Have a Dream speech. He plays, like, other speeches that white people usually don't talk about, different <laughs> things. And it's so weird when you think about Ow. wrestling and WWE and then the guy who runs it all is this much infatuated and loves MLK. It's such an interesting thing. They're going to make a movie on Vince McMahon one day, and it's going to be incredible. That's hilarious. So, yeah, that's very weird. So, thank you, Stephanie and Charmaine, for coming on to talk, to this, talk about this. Stephanie made it through. Even though she's drunk. Yeah. Yay, okay, Stephanie. She only drinking. slurred like I've hours. been drinking. I gotta go. So gotta we appreciate that a lot. And we'll talk next week Stephanie, for our Stephanie, I'm on the West review. Coast. I'm in the motherfucking house. Oh, Ooh, yeah, he's he at my house. Hashtag get flued out. Hashtag get flued out. And he's going to be, Devin's going to be based Stephanie. out here in California, Stephanie. Let's look at that. He's based out there now? Yeah, in Oakland. 
Oh shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me get. Let me hop on that buddy pass. Bam. We'll, we'll talk tell. about it. We'll talk about it. Ooh! Playing some bios. Now we just try. To, we have to try to get you out here so we can be a whole. Oh, and then and little half a bit as well. We gotta get. <laughs> we gotta get. Oh, he here. wants to Look move here. out here. That's what he told me. Y'all find me. Find me a boo. Find me a job. We'll talk. It's it's. Like, <laughs> I'm about, I'm living on the couch. You know what I mean. So I know it's <laughs> hard out here. I'm. I might be doing some uh some Bob things. Out here to, to make it work. <laughs> See, that's all I needed to know. Damn it. That's all I needed to know. What the hell straight man got to do? That's what it takes okay. for a straight man. Uh, so thank everyone for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast. That leave us a five-star review. Thank you, Stephanie and Charmaine, for doing this with us. And we'll talk to everybody soon.